The views, information or opinions expressed today are solely the views of the individuals involved, including today's guests and does not represent absolute facts and should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. Such views are the views of individuals and do not represent the official opinion of the International OCD Foundation. I think one of the biggest challenges I've faced being a female, whether it's in sport, playing, strength conditioning, coaching, um, is that I want, I would like to demand respect, but I feel like there's levels of like, I'm demanding respect as a female, mm-hmm. but also don't want to be, have this like surface level respect because right. someone needs to meet a quota. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, we, you know, I've, I've talked to you a lot about it. Um, we've been trying to get, get you on the podcast for a while. So I appreciate you being here. First of all, like, as always, love the theme song. It's amazing. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I feel like you're, you're one of the people that I've been the most fortunate to stay connected with um, after Wagner. Um, obviously, it's it's tough to you know when you move on and stay connected with people sure. everyone has different schedule everyone's busy but like love what you're doing with obviously your podcast what you're doing at impact like everything that i've been able to follow you doing has been just inspiring me to like continue and it's been it's that. been really great to see yeah absolutely no i, I mean it's so true i think i was just talking about it with one of my friends from grad school um when i was at merrimack um getting my grad degree there and like we were i was like I just realized I texted her and I was like, I just realized you're like the one person I still talk to from grad school. Like, yes, yes. Like you just go, it's not that, you know, just people just go in so many different directions and, you know, you, you start to learn kind of who you value and, um, you know, who valued your, your, their relationship with you and, and, and who's going to be there in your corner. Um, right. I mean, like I can name on my hands, the people I talk to, you know, on one hand, yeah. the people I talk to from certain yeah. places, you know, so um you know relationships are built and sometimes those relationships don't carry on because it's a two-way street so um i appreciate i appreciate everything that our relationship has brought and i uh i'm looking forward to kind of diving in um to your playing career rugby and then also your coaching career and kind of where you're at yeah absolutely um i'm again excited to be here and like i'm excited also to you know, I feel like as, as a woman in sport, we don't often get a platform mm-hmm. to speak about our experiences. So like, I'm very excited to just have that yeah, opportunity definitely. in general. Definitely. Yeah. It's, obviously that needs to change. And, um, you know, so we'll dive right in. I think that's kind of the main, main gist of this episode of, of what we wanted to talk about is, you know, you being a strong leader, a female, female leader in sports. And, I hate this. I hate to say a strong female leader. I think you're just a strong leader in sports. Right. Um, but the reality is right. Like athletics is just a very male dominated 
um, toxic masculinity uh, related field sometimes. And so uh, when you see that and then you see somebody bringing a new um, form of leadership and a new a new aura um, to a to organization, to a team, it's it's inspiring and and something that that needs to happen more often, especially you being a female. It's it's awesome to say. Yeah, I think that I'm going to say right off the bat with that, I think one of the biggest challenges I've faced being a female, whether it's in sport, playing, strength conditioning, coaching, um, is that I want, I would like to demand respect, but I feel like there's levels of like, I'm demanding respect as a female. Mm -hmm. but also don't want to be have this like surface level respect because someone needs to meet a quota right right right. of like of like um oh we need more females in our department we need more people of color in our department right so i think that that's a balance of like wanting to have genuine respect from people and right and have people see me as a coach, a leader, and not a female coach, a female leader. And I think right. that that's one of the biggest challenges of like, I want people to hire me and to want to work with me and respect me because I do a good job. Good job, right, and correct. Not because I'm a female, a black female, whatever, whatever it may right. be. Right, 100%. Yeah. And there is such a different, that's such a different line of respect, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and, and the tough part about that is, to, you know, to get that level of respect, you need to be in the position to do what you do. Right. So, Correct. you know, for them to see your work, that's the way you get that respect is for them to see your work and how you operate, but you yep. can't do that if you're not given the opportunity to. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, again, it's, it's a balance of, you know, I'm always going to be grateful for an opportunity, you know, at the end of the day, how you get somewhere, it is what it is. Right. So if right. I was hired somewhere to meet, to meet a quota, Um, you know, I'll get there, but I'm going to prove why I'm there. Right. right. And not just because it was, it looked good on paper that I'm here, you know, like everywhere I go, I'm going to be somewhere. I'm going to give it 150% and I'm going to prove to people I'm there because I'm good, not here because of what I belong there. It's not, it's not, you know, a a math number. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think you've done that every stop you've been at too. So I think. Um, you know, you're well on your way. Talk to me a little bit about, so obviously you've been playing rugby for a long time, mm-hmm. um, played at Penn State. Yep. Um, you were just at Grenada, in Grenada. Um, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And you've played professionally now for a while. Um, talk to me a little bit about how being an athlete has translated you, um, has translated into being a coach and how um, that athletic experience. And even while you're still playing and coaching at the same time. Yeah. So I feel like it's almost, it's almost cyclical, right? Like being an athlete has helped me be a better coach, but being right. a better coach has also helped me be a better athlete. Right. So I, so just to start with like how, with the transition from athlete to coach, just, I mean, I went to, I went to Penn state, like you said, it was a very, um, it was a very demanding environment, right? Sure. We had multiple trainings a week, multiple lifts a week. 
games on weekend, film, meetings, like that's, that's your life, right? That was my life for five years. And having those experiences, I feel like when, when you have a coach, right, that's never, there's coaches out there that never actually played the sport they're coaching sure. or never played maybe past I mean, I see high it. school. Or yeah, like I mean, I see, level, I see, you know? I know one of my athletes was just saying the other day, her, her basketball coach never played high school basketball. He's a high school basketball coach. Exactly. Like, exactly. Right. So I feel like it just gives you an upper hand of just experience and, and empathy and knowing exactly what it takes to be a college athlete. Mm, right. So, sure. I mean, there's days when maybe, maybe on paper compliance wise, you ha- have a certain amount of time to dedicate right to your sport, right. but like it doesn't take away going home and thinking about practice, going home, no. thinking about a game. Like you spend so much time mentally in your sport. Right. Then can be put on paper. Right. So I think just knowing that and knowing what it takes and knowing how you can feel at certain stages, burnout, all of these experiences, I think it helps me understand how I can help these kids get through some of the things that I've experienced as an athlete that I, that I know that they will experience. For sure. Yeah. Because a lot of, I mean, generally most, most college athletes experience very similar things. Um, you know, I mean, it's every every stop I've been at. There's been similar similar challenges um, for the athletes and for for the strength coaches, for the admin, like just similar similar situations. Um, and then as you go on, obviously you you get used to those situations and how how to handle them a little bit better. Um, but I feel like being an athlete beforehand gives you a leg up on the um, when you're a coach of those athletes handling yeah. those situations better. Yeah. It's more like, it's, it's more even like the nuanced things too. Like I've either me personally or a teammate or someone like I've seen people like break up with boyfriends and girlfriends. I've seen people have exams or stress about things. Things that Like if you haven't been in that situation might not really make sense why it's so stressful and why it can, how it can affect maybe someone's performance at practice or in a game or something like I think that it's really hard to put yourself in that experience if you've never actually experienced it and like what things that they could be feeling in that moment or like surrounding that experience in that situation. Yeah, definitely. What do you think made, um, you know, obviously you won a national championship, like I had mentioned this year, first year with, with Dartmouth um, that had to be pretty special. What do you think, contributed to that team dynamic of, of a championship culture? Yeah. So I think, I mean, without giving away the secrets, obviously. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much a proponent of, you know, things are top down in, Mm -hmm. in athletics and teams, right? Like if you don't have good coaches that build good culture, good habits, um, and still these things, you know, it can, it can blow a team up. And obviously, like, you need to have good athletes. You need to have good athletes that have self-determination, their own good habits. But you also need to have a leadership group, whether that's captains, coaches, whatever, that help the team exploit that quality of themselves. Right. Right. So I think that just 
the way that we go about this team and understanding, you know, every team is different. Every team's going to be special in their own way. How can we take the athletes that we do have and help them individually reach their potential mm -hmm. to better the team as a whole? Mm -hmm. So I think, especially here at Dartmouth, like winning that national championship, we put a lot of time and effort into analyzing the team and seeing like, what does this team need to be successful? And right, I mean, right. that's hard too, especially with an already successful team, not right. getting complacent and being like, okay, well, we're going to win. So, or we've, we've won previously. So there's not much more. It's like, how do we continue to get better and continue to level up even at the top? Right. Right. Yeah. So, I saw, uh... you know, and uh, after the national championship, Georgia, the Georgia coach, the first thing he said was, yeah, it's great we won, but, you know, I don't want my guys to get complacent. Literally 12 exactly. minutes after the exactly. national championship. I was like, yep. Kirby, you literally just won an, a back-to-back -back <laughs> national championship. Just, like, yep. pour yourself a glass of, of Merlot mm -hmm. and, like, just, just relax. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's, and, but that's it, though. It's, like, that's, that's one of the biggest fears as a coach, especially of a coach of a team that's so successful. Right. It's, like, how do we continue to be successful? Right. Because right. now you've created that expectation, right? Of we've created an expectation. We've created a target. Teams right. know teams know how we operate, how we play, what makes us successful. So it's like, how do we keep growing and changing and staying on the top? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like I've. Not, I mean, I've never coached a team, so I, I you know, that dynamic definitely. Um, I could see that. You know, I, I mean, you see in the weight room when, when people are complacent or not. So, one hundred percent. You know, they're there's dudes that will walk through thinking they're, you know, they're all that after they win it, you know, one regular season game. Right. I mean, one of them. Yep. Yeah. One, one game. <laughs> one game. One game. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally hear you. Um, what, what were you able to do as a, you know, as an assistant, how do you contribute to that culture? Um, how do you connect with the athletes differently? Uh, do you think it, you know, because you you're playing rugby currently still professionally, do you think, you know, those athletes kind of look up to you in a way? Yeah. So, so I think, um, being a younger coach, right. There's, there's some of the, the athletes on the team that I am not even more than three years older than. Right. Right. So I think that I have the ability to, connect with them differently than say a coach that's been out of college for 10 years. Right. hundred percent. Right. So, I mean, obviously things are changing all the time, but I I'm able to connect with them a little bit more and yeah. understand maybe some of the, some of the social issues that they're facing, some of the issues on the team that they're facing. Like I, I very vividly remember what it's like to be a college athlete again and, and know what you go through on a daily basis. And I think, just the fact that I'm able to connect with them on that level for sure um, is very important. And I've also been, um, you know, in the works creating a better like IDP, like for the athletes, like individual, in individual development plan and right. just kind of going through film and looking at individual athletes and saying like, okay, you know, this is something that they're really strong at. And this is something that, so we can continue to work on that and strengthen it and elevate that skill. But what is something that maybe they need to work on to elevate their game as a whole? So right. um, that's something that I'm like working on 
on a daily basis, you know, analyzing film, being able to see as a, as a whole what the team is doing, what other teams are doing, and again, how we can remain and become successful. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest mistake people people make with hiring is for teams, organizations, whatever, is they say, we want to um, find the best culture fit. And to me, like, why the hell would you want to have someone fit a culture? You should want someone to yeah. add to, to yes. the culture, right? Add to so a culture, culture maybe bring addition. in new ideas. Like right. It's, it's, yeah. should, you, you should be looking for a culture addition, not just a culture yes. fit. Like, I yes. get the term, but you want you want something that, someone that's bringing something different to the table. Um, and that's what, you know, in a director role now, like that's the first thing I would look for. Um, yeah. You know, is what are they adding that, that maybe, you know, they can help elevate our department, help elevate our, our team, our organization mm-hmm. more yeah. um, that I can't do my, myself. Right. Or that maybe they're better at than me. Right. Um, and I think the more, head coaches, directors, whatever, people that are in hiring positions ask that, then all of a sudden, you know, that, you know, quota or whatever is naturally reached because they're they're picking people that are best for the job based off of ability, right? Yep. And naturally, there's a lot of sh- strong female coaches, right? Like that, yep. that probably don't get that opportunity um, because, you know, head coaches want to hire their friends or whatever it is. Right. Like, hey, Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's so, it's so true. It's so true. So um, I, it just goes to show how, how important the full, the full, the full picture is and the, and the whole staff is. Oh yeah. I mean, in our, in the fall season that we just had, right. We had three coaches, um, three full-time coaches, um, one volunteer assistant and all four of us brought something different. Mm-hmm. To the table, whether that be different skills, different personalities, um, different philosophies, right. and you need that diversity. One to connect with a large amount of people, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just if, if you're if you're all clones of each other, right? right? You 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 only connect with a certain Populate, amount of the population, yeah, right? Right. But it's also just, you just keep learning because you don't all know the same thing. You don't all have the same culture. Like you, it's important to also not stay complacent as coaches, right? I mean, you see a lot of coaches, they get stuck in their ways. They've known one thing for so long and Mm. refuse to learn anything different or try anything different. Obviously, we talk a lot about anxiety. Um, on, on the podcast and mental health, how, what's the different type of anxiety that you've had from being when you, you know, obviously you're still playing, but as a player compared to as a coach. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's almost performance anxiety, but in different ways. Right. Right. Like one, you want to perform for yourself, right? Being right. an athlete, like you want to, you want to be good. You want to put on a show. You want to make your tackles, catch the ball, right? Score tries, whatever you need. But it's like when you're a coach, you need to perform for someone else. Like you're there to mm-hmm. perform for your athletes. Like you, right. and I think that it's just a different mindset of like just having 
being overwhelmed of like, say, say you're going in a game and it's like a little overwhelming of, you know, got to do everything perfectly. We can't lose this game. This is, this is a tough team. You know, we've, we've scouted them. We've played them before versus like, it's almost more uncontrollable in sport because you have to have the confidence that you've taught someone else right yeah way, yeah you're you relying I mean? on other people to do the job yes. like, like yes. you can't be out there and control you're you quite literally can't control it you're relying on your preparation and, yeah, and exactly. actually so, someone else's preparation yeah one's like one's like have i prepared and the others have i prepared them right i think and that I think one's that more that's, i think that one would give me more anxiety. it is <laughs> no it is a hundred percent because it's like oh because you know if something doesn't work out at the end of the day it falls on you right obviously right? you can't as a, as a player, you can't completely, you know, take, o I mean, control everything, but like, of course you can take over a game to a certain extent and, and make an impact immediately and make your impact felt and try to change the outcome. But like, as a coach, like you're on the sideline, it's, you're on the sideline uh, praying to Jesus that, yeah. you know, they, they're ready for this. Yeah. And it's, that's, it's just a different kind of stress that yeah. I felt on the sideline and just being like my, like, uh, my forehead vein is just like about to bulge out <laughs> yeah yeah i'm starting to get like the the that one you know yeah. the, the little the little wrinkle yeah um but but it's also it's also in a way more um rewarding to see that someone else respects what you're saying listens to what you're saying retains what you're saying like it's to me it's almost more rewarding impacting someone else than myself if that sure. if that makes sense no for sure i mean i you know i mentioned it a lot i the more and more i've like realized you know obviously with with what i do what we've done with anxiety and athletes and being the advocate for the icdf and then also, you know, being a strength coach, it's all very service-based, right? Like coaching is all, it's all about service. And so like, right. um, I have found fulfillment in helping others. Like my, I know my purpose is to serve others, whatever capacity and whatever Absolutely. role I'm in, right? Like, Absolutely. That's, like that's, you know, it doesn't mean I, that I should get taken advantage of, but, um, you know, I, I think knowing that that's my purpose, um, has helped kind of, that's been my North star, um, yep. you know, th through, through my journey as a coach, through my journey as, you know, a mental health advocate, it's kind of why we do stuff. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and that's, everyone knows at the end of the day, like coaching, coaching, strength and conditioning, whatever it is, like you're not making it, it six figures. No. At, at all levels like it's no. you know it's it's at very most much levels <laughs> at, at almost all levels right? yeah. unless, <laughs> unless you're like at alabama or something right but exactly it's it is solely about the service and right. and providing your expertise to help other people achieve their goals right for sure and for sure. it's i think that that's one of the most admirable things about coaching and athletics as a whole i think a lot of people in athletics are severely underpaid understaffed yeah, sure. under resourced right and i think that it just goes to show that a lot of us do it for the passion for the opportunity to serve other people and help other people again yeah. like i said achieve their goals 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's for, it's for bigger, selling bigger than ourselves. Right. I uh, think always, um, 100%. it's always selling for selling bigger than ourselves. Unless, you know, I think a lot of times coaches cling on to like, especially strength coaches. I see all the time, like, like they'll cling on to certain athletes and say like, they, they were like the reason for their success. And it's like, like, I'm going to get on my soapbox right here. Like, you aren't the reason for their success. Yes. Like at the, at the, like one, get over yourself Two, like performance coaches. We are literally support staff, support yep. staff. Like that is literally what it says on, right. on, the, right. on the website. Right. The we are not, we are not the ones that are, that are like, they did the work. Like yeah. that is my biggest people. I see like on social media, like, oh, like that's like, I call them my athletes because like, they're my people. You know what I mean? Well, like, they, they're my, my athletes my because, family. like, I, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll have their back. But, like, they're not my athlete when they when they win the Heisman one day. I'm not going to be like, I'll say, yeah, I coached him, but he did the work, right? Like, he he's the one, yeah. he's the reason why he's there. Like, I was I was happy to be a part of the journey of, of, of helping him get there, but like, I'm not the reason he got there. I'm not the reason someone's well, in Olympia. I'm not the reason 100%. someone's someone's in the NFL. I'm not the reason someone's in the NBA. Like, I mean, I'm, you're I'm just, not you're I'm not at home with them. Of that journey, <laughs> exactly. You're you're not at you're not at home with them, holding their hand while they're stretching, while they're meditating, while they're journaling about their practice, while they're eating right, right while they're doing conditioning at. 6 I was with them for an day, hour, like, a, a day, <laughs> three times like, a week. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and the, and the best that we can do is provide them with information, guide them in the right direction, and and hope that we've built a strong enough culture that they can take with them at the end of the day of wanting to develop themselves. Right. And it's not to diminish like our roles, but it's just because our roles are super valuable. And like we said, like, I think a lot of, a lot of performance coaches, a lot of sport coaches are severely underpaid, especially assistants because they're doing a lot of the dirty work. Right. And, but the people that, that try to make it seem like they're the reason for an athlete's success. One, you're just diminishing the, the athlete's success yes. and their hard work, right? Like yes. the, the journey that they had Two, like, you just look desperate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just look desperate. And it's yeah. like, the more we can kind of get away from that and just understand that like support staff means we're support staff. Mm-hmm. And that like, at the end of the day, like we need to not care about who gets the credit for things. I think that's um, one of the biggest ego checks in, in athletics in general is, like, you know, the, the sign of a good team is, and I'm sure you saw this with, you know, a, a championship level team is nobody cares who gets the credit, right? It's, it's, it's just about the, the, the one goal, right? The, the, yep. the common goal that everybody has in mind. Yep. And, the, and that's the thing too, is like, I can, I can do my best to prepare an athlete, but I'm not the one that goes on the field. And I'm not the one that holds up the trophy at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. it's not, I didn't win that game. Right. And that's, I think a lot of people refuse to understand For is sure. that like, they're not the cause of an athlete's success. No, no. you know, there's, there's correlation. There's right. Yeah. There's absolutely you know, correlation for sure. And, and definitely um, could aid in that improvement and aid in that success and could be a part of it, but you're not the sole reason for it. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, like it takes autonomy for the athlete to even show up to a lift, to show up to to practice, to, yep. you know, to go through the day to day daily motions and daily life of an athlete, right? So, like, it's their journey. We're just a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I, 
have been in the weight room with, with coaches that are like, Oh, they, they only won this weekend because of this or whatever. And I'm like, okay. You know, like, well, whatever you need, whatever, whatever, whatever whatever helps you sleep at night. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Your ego's been fed. Okay, good. Awesome. Yep. And then, and then the next weekend they choke it again because they didn't sleep at night. Yeah. (laughs) But that's their fault. That one was their fault. The wind was your, your fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's a good point. if you're going to take credit for their success, you better take credit for all the failures along the exactly. way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but that's, you know, yeah, accountability sure. is hard for people. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Accountability, is. accountability is a good word. That's a good yeah, word. Yeah, that is, uh, that is difficult. I don't, think it's for used, a lot of I don't think it's used enough in athletic departments. <laughs> it is not. It's um, not. Being obviously a female coach, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about strength and conditioning too, you know, in the weight room. Um, What's up? It's your host, Tom Smalley. You're listening to the Smalls Talk podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe. What was it like and what's it, what's it been like, um, you know, being in a, a strength performance is just a male dominated field in, in general. Um, and some of the best coaches I know in the field are female. Right. And so, what was it like trying to break into that, into that realm? And then did you feel pressure to prove yourself right away? Did you feel like there was extra pressure on you? Yeah. So I feel, I mean, going into any, any situation, right? Like I'm, I'm going to throw it out there again. I'm a double minority. I'm, I'm a female and a person of color, right? So there's, there's always some level of having to prove yourself. Because again, I'm not going into a strength and conditioning position as a, as a white male, you know? So it's, I'm already, I'm already behind. I'm already, I already have to work twice as hard in order to prove myself, but that's also not something that I've ever shied away from. Right. You know, I, I love the challenge. I love to prove people wrong. I love to prove people right. You know, I, I love to, you know, you thought that you took a chance on me because you wanted to meet a quota, but you ended up with a great addition to your team. Right. You know, and, and that's something that I've always wanted to change the narrative of like, let's start hiring people because they're good people and Mm -hmm. not hiring people because we need our department to look a certain way. Right. Right. But I mean, as far as like, being an actual coach, being in the gym, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like I've, my experience hasn't been bad. Right. You know, I don't feel like I've ever been in a weight room where I've been like belittled for being a female or belittled for being a person of color or not taken seriously so that's, I think the only thing that's like, and again, I'm just the type of person that, that at the end of the day, I don't care, but right. there's been times where like, I've been in the weight room and you know, it's kind of like a, a boys club. Right. Right. You know, like, and yeah, definitely. again, at the end of the day, I don't care. I can hold my own. That's one thing that helped my credibility was being a former college athlete, current adult premier league athlete, you know, like. I'm not at the same time, but in the gym with them. Right, right. Right. And like, 
I'm going to just go ahead and say it could probably bench more than more than quite a few people on the Wagner football team. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say that one, but you know, I also think that it's like, it gives me street cred with athletes. You know, they're like, she does all of the things that she's telling us to do. For sure. It's, it's very much, I, I talk to talk and walk to walk. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, I mean, that's something I noticed right from the bat about you, obviously. And I think um, that's crucial. I mean, obviously, I don't think people should be hired based on, you know, the what, you know, the fact that they're in shape to be if they're being hired for a performance coach. But listen, I'm not going to hire a dentist with bad teeth. Exactly. (laughs) You wouldn't wouldn't hire a tattoo artist with no tattoos. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to be able to show that you know and can do what you're talking about. For sure. Like, why would I program chin-ups if I can't do a chin-up? You know, yeah. It's just... Yeah, for sure. No, it's, I mean, I think that's a crucial, I think that's a crucial point for young strength coaches that are still, you know, getting their CSCS, they're still like, you know, considering strength and conditioning is when you, when you start getting in front of teams, Make sure you can walk the walk. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, the best, the strongest or most athletic person in the room, but, you know, turn some heads, right? Yep. I mean, like you want to, you want to kind of turn some, turn some heads and, and get people like, oh, like that coach, like is about it. She's about yep. that action, you know? Yep. Um, so I think that's, that is super crucial. I, I mean, you know, as, as much as it may not feel fair to people, it's just the, the reality of it. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it gets people excited too, you know, like there's, like my, my basketball girls at Wagner, right? Like there, there would be a time um, and women's soccer too. Like I would, you know, th- throw the bar on my back and, and hit a front squat with them and be like, oh, listen, like, what are right. you doing? Like, I, I'm, I'm an old fart. Like you got to put some right. weight on that bar. You know, it gets, it gets people excited. Yeah, the morale. Yeah, it definitely. Like, it, yeah. It, it definitely raises the morale instead of just being like, do this because I'm telling you to. You do, right. And that's that's the end of the day like yeah. that's that's what it is if then because like because i said so exactly. kind of thing. Yes. yeah exactly because i'm technically in charge of you and that like that 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 doesn't really get anybody going exactly it's just um, it, it the, the weight room culture is is bad they don't they it's it becomes something that they have to do and not something that they want to do right right and that's i think one of the worst things that can happen to yeah, a team is like 100%. feeling like they have to do sure to, to, to exactly. attend a lift yeah exactly for sure. I've, I've never i've personally in my experience never felt like going to the weight room was a chore and i've never wanted any of my athletes to feel like being in the weight room was a chore yeah for sure for sure yeah i mean it definitely um yeah i mean it it becomes um almost like they're just going through the motions when that happens and at that point you're not gaining anything from it. So it's, yeah. it, it is important to, to make sure you're, you're creating an environment that they, they walk into that They're excited to walk into, even if they're, you know, they're tired as, as hell because they've had f- four games in, in eight days. Right. I mean, it's just, yep. you want to make sure it's a, a culture of autonomy and, and um, I think that's, that's super important. Yeah. And I, and I think that a lot of coaches, you know, forget that you affect athletes for life Mm -hmm. right and i will sit here till i'm blue in the face and say that i have good habits as an adult 
because of what was instilled in me in college, right? Like I was, I learned to love the weight room. I learned to love the process. It was an exciting experience preparing myself um, to be an athlete. And that's something that if I didn't have that culture, it might be hard for me, you know, as an adult with playing, playing rugby with no set lift times, no strength and conditioning coach. That's like there to coach me. Like it might be hard for me to do that on my own. Right. You know, if I wasn't motivated as a college athlete to want to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a tough, a tough thing for, you know, I've had a couple at former at college athletes come on the podcast and like, I think that's sometimes tough to, too, for people. They've had that their whole life. And like someone telling them what, how many sets and reps, like just like yep. what to do. They didn't have, to, they didn't have to create anything themselves or, yep. or look for options. And then like they, they leave college. And I mean, I know I still program for a bunch of my former athletes from college. Because exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I don't know what to do because yep. I just never, I never had to know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I program for my friends. Yeah, now. exactly. Like, I, I've never, I didn't have that in college or, I don't know where to start or things like it's, it's important, I think, to understand that we need to help athletes want, we should want athletes to want to develop themselves more than we want to develop them. Yeah. And I think that that's something really important. And I'm very fortunate that my strength coach, shout out KJ, shout out Ian, everybody that I've had in college, you know, has, has made me want to better myself for myself Yeah, and not, Sure. Because someone told me to better myself. Me too. Right. You right. know. Yeah, they've they've instilled that that intrinsic motivation to to better yourself. Yep. And, and I think that that's I, really important as a coach, and I think that that's something that gets lost in coaching. Right. I think. Well, I think a lot of times, also, I mean, coaches often will say like, "Oh, either they're they have it or they don't. Like, they have a motor or they don't. Like, they're born. Yeah. With, like, you're born with that motivation. It's like, yeah. No, we can we can." create ways to to foster an environment that that creates that intrinsic motivation with athletes right i mean yep. like we can create a, an environment and atmosphere that makes them want to get better yeah and i mean i um, i don't i don't mean to toot my own horn but i had a um that's what this podcast senior, is for toot your horn as much as you can <laughs> senior senior basketball player at at wagner right and she's like i haven't enjoyed lifting since my freshman year yeah and it's like, how can we, how can we change that? Right. How right. can we want people, how can, how can we give people a motor? Right. How can we help people motivate, want to motivate themselves? And I don't think, I think a lot of people, like you said, make the mistake of seeing an athlete and, and saying, you know, that, that's a lost cause. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. Like that just don't, don't be afraid to just work harder. Yeah. And try to break through yeah, to them. Right. And I right. think that people just kind of look at someone and they're like, mm, Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you know? I definitely have seen that before. Right. I mean, I, I've seen that a, a gazillion times and um, it, it's like the same thing with just like human beings, like we're th- yep. like, just like, you're just giving up on a human. <laughs> like, exactly. Because exactly. You don't think they, they're worth it. Like, come on. Just, you yeah. just have to find different ways to, uh, to connect with them instead of thinking that the only way to connect with them is the same way you've connected with everybody else. Because everybody's so yep. different. Yeah. Or you're going to connect with this athlete because they're good. Right. And it's going to be, it's going to be easier to train them. 
Right. Because they're good, because they already have good habits. Like take the challenge to get one of those athletes that's maybe flying under the radar. Right. And, you know, just surviving. Like take the challenge and be like, I'm going to make this person a great athlete. Right. Like maybe they've just never had someone before that's motivated them in that way and believed in them. And, you know, they've gotten to college on, on sheer talent. Right. Like be that person that helps them build those good habits and don't like shy away from that and just, and just have favorites because people are good. Right. I mean, those habits go way further than just, um, just their athletic career too, which is like something that I think coaches need to think about sport coaches, strength coaches, whatever it is. Um, if you're in coaching the habits you, you and the habits and character you help build in in athletes is for life. It's not just yep. for, you know, for the season or for their, you know, once they, it's not like they walk across the stage at graduation, just lose all those habits. Right. Those are yep. things that, that are instilled in values and, and, and different things that are instilled in them for life. Yep. I, I feel like just, just for me, cause rugby has been something that's, been such a staple part of my life for sure I think that it's just turned me from a good person into a great person right Mm -hmm. having building those good habits be having to force to be a good teammate like you're you're forced to work with people you're forced to care about something other than yourself yep right and I think that just being in that environment is is a lifelong journey and affects you for life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a team sport too, like that. I mean, like that's a sport that you, you can't do it on your own. Like you need to all counter out all parts have to work together. And then then also like you're, I mean, you guys sacrifice your body a lot, right? I mean, like physical (laughs) sport. So probably the most physical sport, right? So it's like, you're, you're putting your body on the line for, for a cause that's bigger than yourself. Exactly. And I, and I think that you can see that in life that some people aren't willing to do that. And it, mm-hmm. it, it could be like your figurative body. Right. 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 Like you can, you can see in, in the workplace and wherever it may be outside of athletics that there's people out there that are not willing to put their body on the line for their teammates. Right. And, and I firmly believe that a lot of that is because they weren't exposed to that. I think, yeah. I think playing sports in general and being a part of team and, and having that, having those good habits, having those experiences helps formulate you to be a really functioning person in society. For sure. For sure. I mean, just like workplace culture, being part of like a organization when you get, you know, I think a lot of times, I mean, I've seen so many times in, in college athletics, you know, a lot of athletes at the higher, higher level you go, I've been so many athletes get their hand held so much yep. through college. And then I'm like, like, we're not preparing them to, to be on their own. If you're just going to yep. hold their hand, like you have to support in a way that's, that fosters growth. Exactly. Um, and yeah. I've seen that so many times I've been to myself, like where I, you know, I'm not in a position to do that. I, I'm watching from afar, from a distance. And it's like, man, like, when when they get into a job, a nine to five, like, like how that person is going to be lost, <laughs> yeah. like lost. Yeah, and I mean, so, even even at the most basic level, 
being an athlete, being a coach, whatever, it teaches you reliability, discipline. Like how can you bring that into a nine to five being late all the time or, right. you know, not doing your duties. Like it just, again, it just teaches you, like we are helping these athletes. We're, we're preparing them for the rest of their life, whether it be in athletics or not athletics, like the things that you learn in the athletics world are very applicable outside of it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, I, mean, think, I think that coaches I, don't realize that. Yeah. I think that's why I, you know, I felt, I fell in love with the weight room when I was, you know, in, in yeah. high school, it was like, you know, when I was going through treatment, it was like, like the treat, the, the process of treatment for my mental health was similar to the process of improving myself in the weight room. Exactly. It's, it's not, it's not, you know, instantaneous and it's not, um, you know, immediate right it's a it's, gradual it's, it's like, not even you know, it's not even linear right linear. exactly it's, it's... exactly so it, it, it's up and down and and about um you know the aggregation of those marginal gains over time um so i think that's why you know as much as the the weight room's character revealing um it should be character building right and then exactly. as much as the, the sport that you're playing is character revealing and and being on a team is character revealing we can use that team atmosphere and that sport to, to also be character building as well. Yep. And that's, and that's the thing. I think that you don't have to just want to perform some or prepare someone athletically and right. physically, like want to prepare them mentally as well. Right. Like, you know, even if, even if you have an athlete that, you know, they, they've just fallen into that space where, they are, they just might not be that person that sees the field a whole lot. Right. Right. You can still make them a better person. Yeah. And I, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of coaches kind of just give up on those people. Mm -hmm, for sure. It's like, Oh, you know what? Well, they'll just, you know, they'll be, they'll be second, second string, third string, they'll transfer. They'll go find someone else. Like you can still have an impact on those people, a positive yeah. impact and, and help them be, be better people. For sure. Yeah. I, mean, I think the whole transfer thing in the NCAA definitely, I mean, as much as I love, I think, you know, if coaches are bouncing around, athletes should have the right to also. Yes. Um, but I think it also kind of provides a bailout option of like, um, yeah. you know, like hard time, right? Like there's a hundred percent reasons people should transfer and, and I'm of glad course. there's the capability of that. But um I feel like more so, what it's created is coaches giving up on players and then just kind of throwing yep. in the towel on them because they know they're going to be the next season. Yep. When in reality, like you could potentially save that player, make them a better player in person, and then also, you know, save their career and, and have them on a team next year. Yep. And that's, and that's the thing I feel like outside of those extraneous circumstances, like, you know, maybe they're having a hard time being away from home. Maybe things right. have happened. Like, Re reasons that you're like okay you know what that's valid that this person needs to change their environment but i feel like a lot of the times it's because those athletes feel like they have no shot 100%. at that at where they're at like nobody cares about they're them. throwing in the they, towel because because yeah. everybody else is thrown in the towel on them on them exactly a hundred percent yeah exactly no, i totally agree um Running out of time here, I want to ask you um, if you could, you know, before we end here, I want to ask you what, what's, if you want to leave your, our listeners with one thing, especially the, 
you know, the females um, that are listening, I want to, I want to, what advice would you give up and coming female coaches, leaders in, in any industry? Um, you know, obviously you're setting the standard. So, you know, the floor is yours. Yeah. I think just, just don't be afraid to do it. Right. Like I, at, at the most biological level, fear and excitement are the same emotion, right? Mm. They cause the same physiological response. So just choose to be excited about the opportunity Mm -hmm. and not fearful and shy away from it. Like just because you're, you're a female, you're a person of color, you're whatever you may be, whatever minority you may be fighting against the majority of the population of whatever profession that you're going into, especially in athletics, like the literal worst thing that will happen is that you will, you won't get the job. right? Right. Like it's, and there will be plenty of other opportunities for you. And I think that we just need to be more excited about trying things and failing and succeeded rather than being afraid of what could happen with those opportunities or not being taken seriously or not getting the position. Like just be, just be excited to try. Yeah. Don't just, don't justify those. What ifs. Exactly. Yeah. I totally. And those are, those are worse. I think you, it will, I guarantee it will be worse for you thinking about, Oh man, like I wonder what would have happened if I right. went for that job. Just try it, and if it doesn't work out, that that's really the the worst thing that would happen is it didn't work out. Right. I've never had. I've never been. I mean, upset, but I've never been distraught if I gave everything I had to something and it didn't work out. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, you have that feeling of all right, like I I did what I could. Yep. And that's no, that, that's that. the most important at the end of the day. I love that. Gee, thanks so much for coming on. This is um, honestly, this was, has been amazing. I'm, I've been so excited to catch up with you and, and, you know, hopefully it positively impact some people. It's going to for sure. To it's going to for sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to our listeners um, and seeing the feedback that we get, but I, I know it's going to impact a lot of people and I, I really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. It's super exciting to be here.